Welcome to the Skillstack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind, to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. Hello and welcome to the Skillstack Podcast. My name is Ray McLennan, I'm the creator of theskillstack.com and your host and I'm here in the Skillstack studio with another episode to help show and grow your skills which help you raise your value to yourself, your business and your family. Now, uh, we're entering a brave new world and having a variety of the right type of skills is going to be more vital than ever and that's whether you are employed, self-employed or just starting out. Are you an entrepreneur, an intrapreneur, are you an employee? Doesn't matter. Now, this episode is number 40 and it is entitled, Are You Really an Entrepreneur? Now, if you're driving, uh, listening to this or you're unable to take notes, don't worry, you will be able to get the information or the checklist in the show notes. So, without uh, further ado and further delay, here we go. Right, entrepreneur. Um, There's an old saying that the French have no word for an entrepreneur. Well, I do know that when I was a lot younger, between, I suppose, five and 25 years old, my father was known as a businessman. Uh, He wasn't an entrepreneur. Nobody knew what an entrepreneur was. He was just a businessman. And other friends um, of mine, they also had fathers who were also businessmen. You know, they engaged in business of all kinds. They bought and sold cars. They built houses. They owned uh, and sometimes worked in bars, cafes, hotels. They bought and sold I don't know, office furniture, they were doing deals, they were introducing friends to each other to do deals and they were taking a cut of a deal that emerged. And they knew someone that could help, they knew who to avoid, they knew who to go to, they would import, they would export. I mean, yeah, my father engaged in a lot of that, sometimes all at the same time. And so did a lot of his friends. And as they got older and they settled down, they would own an income-producing business that they didn't need to work in or they spent their time in. That might be a pub, a nightclub or restaurants or owning half a dozen taxis, something like that. They seemed to be the favourites. And they made more money by introducing people. They invested in property deals or they bought or sold whatever was in demand. They they knew which bankers or rich guys would give them a favourable loan. They knew which lawyers could get the deal done. I mean, that was the 60s, 70s and 80s, and it almost seemed like a different planet from what we're seeing now. You know, there were a lot less regulations and a lot less tax to pay, but, you know, they did pay tax. I always remember my father, you know, always pay your tax, he used to say. But the main thing was they were, they were working for themselves. You know, there was an expression, they ate what they killed. There were no regular pay packets. They hadn't, you know, they had no boss. They raised families and they did it from the information in their head and the contacts that they had made. Many of them since you know, preschool days. Nowadays, the word of being an entrepreneur has replaced the word businessman. You know, Richard Branson is really just a businessman. Elon Musk is a businessman. All the members of Shark Tank or Dragon's Den are all businessmen. Entrepreneur, though, is a a word for the 21st century. It conjures up, I suppose, a better image than a businessman. You know, a businessman is someone who's seen with a suit and a shirt and a tie, carrying a briefcase, whereas an entrepreneur is in jeans and a T-shirt, you know, that sort of thing. You know, Sir Alan Sugar is a businessman. He conjures up a completely different image to Richard Branson, although they're both businessmen. 
So I suppose being an entrepreneur, a businessman, means working for yourself. Now, if you work for yourself, you take more risks. If you take more risks, you deserve more rewards, right? Well, a huge section of the population doesn't like taking risks. So why not just be an employee? You know, many would-be entrepreneurs start off as employees and they leave a secure job. Um, you know, let, let's think about that for a minute, about being an employee, having a job today. I heard um, one presentation where the speaker said jobs used to be quite popular. Not so much now. Well, they still are. There's still a lot of jobs around. But in a job, you know, you offer your skills, services to somebody else who's going to pay. And they're going to pay you a set fee, usually by the hour, by the day, by the week or by the month. And the employer will cover all the costs of doing the particular job. They will do the buildings, the heat, the light, insurance, equipment, training, support, uh, other people to work with, other people to chat with, uh, water cooler to hang around. Um, you might even get a sense of belonging to something much bigger. You might have a career path laid out for you. You might get promoted. Maybe you could be given share options in the business you're in, all of it, which is very attractive. And they also, you know, they want to do that to keep you there. Um, You'll get sick pay if you're ill. You'll get maternity or paternity pay if you want to have children. You'll even get paid holidays. Paid when you're not even working. And pension contributions. Now, it's a lot to give up if you want to be an entrepreneur. So why do people do that? Well, I've got three reasons here. Um, one is they leave of their own free will. Uh, and I would say don't do this unless you've got something else lined up. That's another job or income from another source. That's a subject of a completely different podcast. Number two is they get pushed out by downsizing or replacement. Job security has been massively disrupted. And as of this recording, which is June 2020, experts say there's a worldwide recession coming. And in recessions, companies downsize massively. Another reason why people leave, the third reason is their job simply ceases to exist. Either the company folds or your job is taken over by AI, automation or somebody else in another country cheaper. So free will, let's look at that a bit more closely. You leave on your own free will. Well, your financial future, why would you do that? It's your financial future is in somebody else's hands. Job security these days is virtually non-existent. You could be downsized, let go, laid off virtually any time and virtually without any notice. And there's not an awful lot you can do about it. Now, let's be honest. You might hate the job you're in. You can't wait to get out. You could be bored by it. You might be getting harassed by someone you just can't stand or you're working with somebody you just can't stand. You might be getting, I don't know, abuse from customers. You know, if you're in a sales job and you've got to phone people up, people slam the phone down on you or people, you know, they're not, they're not, they can be not pleasant. And that causes a huge churn or turnover in a lot of jobs like that. You might be given targets that you're never going to meet, you know, but you just, you know, you want out. Another reasons to leave a well-paid job could be that your earning capacity is limited. If you're paid by the hour, there's only so many hours in a day, in a week, in a month you can earn, so your income is completely capped. You might also have to commute. You might have to work when you're told, probably by someone you don't like at a time that you don't like, or you've moved, you know, you've, you've got on, your time has come, and you're simply too old and no longer employable, and your only option might be to retire. You might have to retire for other reasons, like illness, something like that. So that's free will. Number two is you might be pushed out with the proliferation of automation your job could be done by a machine or someone else in another country at a much cheaper rate after all the purpose of the business whatever the business is that you're engaged in is to make a profit and the largest overheads are usually staff or staff related so it's the first place that consultants look to make savings 
And right now, some of the brightest people on the planet are devising ways to reduce overhead, to reduce headcount, to increase profits. And that's in every sector. Uh, the other thing is, your job might cease to exist. Jobs now can simply cease to exist because the world has just moved on. You know, look at Blockbuster and Kodak, uh, HMV, Toys R Us, Clinton Cards, Borders Books. Demand for the goods and services either died or was replaced by a faster, cheaper, better competitor. Now, I created an online book, which you can download, and it was called 22 Doomed Industries, and that will show you the sectors that are most at risk. And you can download that by going to the shortened link. It'll be in the notes, but it's bit.ly forward slash 22, that's the letter, uh, sorry, the numbers, 22, dash doomed dash dash industries. So the link will be in the podcast notes again, but it's bit.ly forward slash 22, that's the number 22, dash doomed dash industries. Now go there and find out if you're working in one of them. Now if you are, you're going to need to pay special attention to the skill stack and all the podcasts that are here to make sure that you're ready for the future. You're ready for what's coming down. Don't be like a rabbit caught in the headlights and just sitting there. Don't be thinking, oh yeah, I need to do something. I show you clearly with a path laid out exactly what you need to do that will increase your chances of staying employed or certainly will really, really massively help your chances of becoming self-employed or becoming an entrepreneur. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a job. Many people are told, usually when they're very young and impressionable, that they need to get an education. You know, get good results, get good grades, study, get a good job and you'll be set for life. Now, many people do just that and they stay in a job their whole life. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. If you get a good job, stay in the job, work your way up. Then you could be very, very highly paid. There's nothing wrong with getting a job or staying in a job. But there's everything wrong with relying on that job. Having one job, one source of income is like having one business and one customer. If anything happens to them, it can all stop pretty quickly. If you have no backup plan, no lifeboat, no strategy, then you can be left with no money, relying on some form of assistance or welfare. Now we're seeing that now with the whole COVID-19 thing. There are swathes of businesses that are being decimated. There's people that have been furloughed they're paid for a few months but then they're being told well there's no point in coming back because we can't we can't pay you when you come back you come back to work we've then got to generate money generate income for another month cover the overheads cover everything and then pay you so a lot of businesses are saying you know putting their hands up and going well you know we can't we're just going to have to go back to basics we're going to have to cut the payroll we don't want you to be in that position i don't want you to be in that position you don't want to be in that position for yourself. So in the skill stack, we want you to think differently. And one of the ways to think differently is to think like an entrepreneur. Are you ready? Are you really ready to be an entrepreneur? Are you really an entrepreneur? Could you work for yourself? Could you go months without income? Could you work alone? Could you manage yourself? Could you market or sell your services or create a system to sell goods or services? Be aware, you know, there's going to be no sick pay, no maternity pay, no paternity pay, no holiday pay, no teams of people to bounce ideas off, but no office politics either, no commuting, no working with people that you really don't like. Now, I know many people like me who could not be anything other than an entrepreneur or a businessman. I mean, I've been formally employed six times in my life. Well, 
six times, I say. Once by my dad, but that was really badly paid. And it, it wasn't formal. I mean, there was no pay packet, no set hours, no national insurance deductions. It was cash in hand. So I guess that couldn't be really classed as formal employment. It certainly was employment, though, but not in the true sense of the word. It could even be classed as exploitation. But, you know, I learned a lot about being an entrepreneur from observing my old man. So proper... I suppose formal employment for me was on five separate occasions. Um, once was a job scheme for teenagers where I worked with the police forensic and photography section for a couple of years. Um, once was by Her Majesty when I was in the army. Once I worked in the largest hotel in the country as an events manager, or certainly a trainee and assistant manager. I once worked with a sign company as a salesman and once then I worked uh, uh, in a law firm as an actual lawyer after I went did a law degree. Now, I left all of them because my values changed. Well, that, and I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like the confinement of being told when to start, when to finish, and I, for some reason, didn't like the certainty of the future. Seeing my whole life mapped out for me was awful. Where was the excitement, the freedom? freedom I mean, freedom was a big thing for me. Had I known then what I know now, I would never have qualified as a lawyer. I wanted to do a law degree because I, I was interested. I wanted to learn about the law. I'd been to court a few times where I'd, I'd won. My father wanted me to be a lawyer. He wanted me to, you know, get a job and settle down. You're too much like me. You're running around doing different things. I mean, you know, this thing about my father, he was an entrepreneur. He, he kind of, people say, well, didn't he show you the way? Didn't he show you the way you know, to, to, to climb the mountain? And Well, if he did, he never left a map or a, a rope or nothing. He climbed the mountain, but he didn't really say, OK, this is what you do. Now here's what you do. Don't do this. Don't do that. He just, you know, he got on with it and left you to get on with it. Now, when I did the law degree, um, I didn't want to actually become a lawyer. There were too many distractions and, and, and sorry, restrictions, too many restrictions. Uh, and, and being stuck in an office was one of them. But I became a lawyer because I was told by the guy who actually I fell out with over the law, um, he said to me, if you think being a lawyer is easy, why don't you do it? And I thought, well, I'll do a degree. And then I met him again years later in the street. And he said, well, you're almost there. Why don't you join the club? You know, lawyers make a lot of money. And this was a number of years ago when, you know, it was virtually guaranteed. Lawyers make an awful lot of money. You know, you'll be a partner quite quick because you've got a good brain on you. And, you've, you know, you've had a, lots of experience and all the rest of it. And he sold me the idea of, of being a lawyer. And I remember on my very first day going in there and being stuck in the office, having gone through their onboarding system, I thought, oh God, what the hell have I done here? You know, when I grew up watching or being with Dungeons and Dragons, I wanted to slay the dragons and not sit in the cave as a scribe writing about it, at least not yet, anyway. So in my life and in between, or at the same time as being uh, employed, I've imported beer and wine, I've employed about 150 people of all kinds, including once a Cuban rocket scientist. That's for another. That's for another day. I've owned restaurants, uh, a nightclub in the East End of Glasgow, so I know all about extortion, and that's another story for another podcast. I've owned hairdressing salons, a travel agency, wine bars. I've built houses, converted buildings. Uh, I've built websites, written books. I've worked with others to help turn around struggling law firms. I've advised, mentored enterprise agencies, incubator startups. Worked with angel investors, family offices, raising millions for other entrepreneurs and property developers. I've also made hundreds of thousands from public speaking and created the skill stack from all of that experience. And that's a lot of experience. 
Now, if I'd stayed in one job or worked for someone else, I'd never have learned many of the things and experiences that I now call on, experiences and contacts that will now see us make a massive contribution towards solving the UK housing crisis. But that's, again, for another podcast. But back to the title of this episode. Are you really an entrepreneur? I've met loads. I've probably looked at over, I don't know, 5,000 business plans and certainly interviewed hundreds of startup founders as well as a lot of people who wanted to become an entrepreneur. It's hugely about attitude and mindset. You need to be adaptable, resourceful. You need to improvise a lot. You need to resolve a lot of different things. You need fortitude, resilience, perseverance. Because the world and all its petty rules will collaborate to try and bring you down. People you trusted will let you down. Professionals will not do what they're supposed to do, like register title to a property or conduct a survey or tell the truth when they're caught out. Officials will hide behind all kinds of petty rules and legislations, sometimes wrongly, sometimes legislation that's well out of date. Their interpretation of rules and regulations will differ from one official to the next and it will drive you insane. But if you've worked out what your values are and if you're working at something that inspires you and that you can't wait to get going, then the satisfaction of getting there or taking the next big step towards it is a fantastic reward. Chances are good that if you're listening to this, then you might have what it takes. If you've not yet listened to other episodes of the Skillstack podcast, go back and listen to them. They should all have something in them of value that will help you to think like an entrepreneur or to grow your business. But don't be under any illusions. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, but it is fantastic. I can honestly say right now in 2020, it's probably the best time ever to think about working for yourself, for being entrepreneurial. This is truly an entrepreneurial age. I've jotted down, scribbled on a bit of paper here, six reasons why. So number one is it's never been easier to start up a business or to offer a service. Now, you could have said that a few years ago, but it was easy then, but it's easier now. It's never been cheaper to start up a business. You can actually start up a business virtually for nothing. You can get free Wi-Fi, for goodness sake. You can sell stuff. You can sell services. You can sell goods. You've got stuff around the house. You've probably got loads of books that you could put on. You could, you know, you get a little bit of pot of money going if you need to. Number three is information and guidance is everywhere. It's free on Google if you need it, but, you know, uh, there's an old expression that says um, free advice is worth every penny, so be careful. But you can Google things. For example, if you don't know how to use a bit of software, you can Google it and find out. You know, I was struggling with Camtasia. I had it. I didn't know how to use it. Five minutes on Google, um, on YouTube, actually, and the next minute, you know, I knew, I knew how to work it. Same with lots of other apps and things. So... Things that might have stopped you moving forward in the past are there now. Number four is there's, I suppose, massive amounts of money have been invested in infrastructure to make things easy for you. The internet, for example, payment portals, challenger banks, sites like Fiverr.com, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, Fiverr.com, where you can get virtually anything done by anyone. Upwork is another, another site that I recall. There's affiliate opportunities through eBay, Amazon. You can become an Amazon affiliate and, and you know promote things and get paid for it. And there's hundreds of thousands of other companies that offer affiliate programs. Number five is uh, it's, there's a huge and incredibly cheap distribution and supply chain network. Now, what I mean by that is you can go to a site like Alibaba, 
uh, com. You could order, you know, 10,000 or 1,000 phone cases for like a pound each or whatever it happens to be. And uh, you can sell them. You can sell them on sites through eBay and Amazon, you know, and make five pounds each. And they'll get delivered to you as cheap as chips. And then when you send them off in a, you know, a jiffy bag or whatever, it can be delivered to someone for, for about a pound. So huge, incredibly cheap distribution and supply chain networks. And number six, six reasons why, is there's massive free or very cheap marketing systems uh, all set up. They've cost billions to set up these infrastructures like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, where you can zero in and target your ideal customers anywhere in the world. And it's going to get better. And here's five reasons why I think it's going to get better. Number one is the population's growing all over the world, especially at level three and four where they can afford to buy goods and services. Now, if you don't know what those levels are, level one is extreme poverty, where people live on virtually a dollar a day. Level two is where people live on four dollars a day. Level three is where people live on 16 to 30 dollars a day. And level four is probably you and I who are listening to this. Definitely you and I. If you're listening to a podcast, you're definitely level four. But these people... Uh, and those areas are now growing. There's more consumers in there. And they're buying goods and services online like never before. Number two is people are living longer. The internet's getting better, more security in place to keep your data and your money safer than, than, than ever before. That's number three. Number four is future technological advances in the internet. Uh, of things and artificial intelligence are going to open up even more opportunities. Number five is innovation is encouraged more than ever. Number six is access to funds, to funding from crowdfunding sites and even now cryptocurrencies is growing. And the number of people wanting to learn all about all of that is growing as more and more people realise that there is no job security anymore. So are you really an entrepreneur? Can you handle the downside? Because if you can, let me tell you, the upside is pretty damn good. And it's getting better. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Are you really an entrepreneur? If you like this podcast, please re leave a review. Some of you have left recent reviews. They're five-star reviews, which is fantastic. And share this with anyone who might benefit from listening. Now, reviews are good for getting this out to more and more people because it pushes you up the charts and the listenership will rise. So I would really appreciate if you just take a minute to leave a review. You will find more information in the show notes that accompany all the episodes. If you've got any questions or you want to ask me about anything in this podcast, you can join the Skill Stack on Facebook or on Twitter at the Skill Stack, or you can email us directly, info at theskillstack.com. If you want to discover the power of accelerated growth, you can sign up to the Mindset Training and Strategy modules at theskillstack.com. Now, as we speak, it's online and there, is a, there are three price points there. Uh, it will be going up in September. September 2020, the price is going up. In fact, it's going to double. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope to talk to you again in the next episode. And remember, the greatest investment you'll ever make is investing in yourself. I have been Ray McLennan. This has been the Skillstack Podcast. Thank you once again for listening and goodbye.